Hello, everyone, and welcome to the BKOT podcast episode number two. I am Mike Goosen, and today we're here with Sean Parikh. Also, I want to talk about a little bit of our last session. We talked about why should you consider offshore staffing, uh, a little bit of the history of offshore staffing and how it came about. Why did Integrity get involved with this industry and, and bring it to the market? And how offshore staffing has uh, fits for firms of all sizes and shapes. Now, today what we want to talk about in episode number two is the benefits, the direct benefits of offshore staffing. Also, a little bit about how you find, select, and pick the staff that you're going to use. And then lastly, a little bit about the impact. What are the, what are the big, uh, the major impacts and opportunities and results of being uh, taking advantage of offshore staffing? So, Sean, we'd like to start off a little bit about what are some of the benefits that uh, you'd like to share with us about the uh, process and participation in offshore staffing? So, Mike, you already know this. So, well, offshore staffing has, you know, it's been in business for quite some time. And uh, some of the perceived advantages are obvious cost savings around offshore staffing because of the big currency arbitrage you have, you know, uh, about 70 Indian rupees is equal to one US dollar. So that's the kind of difference you have, which obviously, you know, has a big, big arbitrage in terms of hiring people. So, so that, that's, that's about, uh, you know, cost savings that you have. Anywhere from an average of 50% to 70%, you can save on labor costs when it comes to uh, hiring an offshore staff compared to a local staff. Yeah, that's very, but that's very significant. That, Sean, question. I mean, some people say, you know, well, how can they, how can you hire someone so cheaply or how is that? So how does that relate a little bit to um, the, the lifestyle, the, the people that work for you? I mean, because in America, you know, they're thinking, wow, that's awful cheap. How's that, how does that work? What's the balance that? Is it, is it good for the people in India that are working for you or what's the, for us? Well, uh, you know, our colleague Chris came in last year to, you know, uh, sure. India. And, and the first thing that he did was shop, shop and shop. He went to all kinds of malls and all kinds of places and did all the shopping. Everything was so cheap. Uh, so so uh, essentially, the, the cost of living is very, very different. I mean, you sure. get coffee at probably in terms of US dollars at 10 cents there, which is typically, you know, uh, two to three dollars here in a normal store like Dunkin' Donuts or right. uh, any other place. So, so that's the kind of uh, cost of living difference. Which so, I mean, people think that it's a cheap labor. How I mean, is it human to give them eight or nine or ten dollars an hour? But the cost of living is like that. You know, right. even so, a normal so normal accountant. Yeah, go ahead. So it's closer, I understand, to almost like equivalent to $25 an hour here in the States. Would that be a, a fair assumption? Closer to what? Closer to say $25 or $30 an hour in comparison to Fres to the United States? In terms of living, yes. Yeah, cost of living. So, yes. so it's yeah, a good yeah. job. It's, what I'm saying is it's a good job for the individuals that are, that are, are working in integrity, with in integrity. Yes, so definitely these are white collar jobs these are executive jobs that they are doing and and they, they are under a very good they, they are under a very good and better standard of living you know that's good so it's not like that we are they're making eight or nine dollars an hour and they are you know not having such a great lifestyle yes 
Right. Yeah. So apart, yes, coming back to the cost advantages that we are talking about, of course, there's a huge cost benefit. But apart from that, you know, there are many other benefits, you know, like, you know, there are significant reduction in payroll taxes because now you're not responsible for any kind of payroll taxes or any kind of social security, right. Medicare, IRA, any kind of paid leaves. So that kind of helps add a little above, you know, in the savings. <clears throat> Apart from that, uh, what is more important here is uh, you don't need any more infrastructure. I mean, you, that is a you're very accountant, Mike. Excuse me, no you're problem. an accountant, Mike. So I know you know you come across a lot of your colleagues saying that I'm I'm running out of space. Exactly. So what do you do there? One of the most expensive parts of an organization um, is in a, is the is the office space, and and I go into firms all over the country, and the firms are full, and uh, yeah. there's no place for them to go, and they're like, how am I going to hire any more people? I have more growth, I can't. So maybe they might stop growing to some extent because of their just physical <laughs> space. You know, well, this is really ridiculous. I mean, America is so big. And people are complaining about space. Yeah, I mean, just, just to give you just, just just to give you this number, and this is really interesting, Mike. Because I have lived in both, I mean, I have lived in both the parts of the world, and people often ask me question, you know, how compared to America, India is different, or what is the difference? And I kind of keep it very simple. America is three times, I mean, three times in size than India. Right. And India is five times in population than, than America. That kind of justifies everything. Still, right, yeah. America has a lot of space constraint, real estate constraint, challenges when, when it comes to, you know, staffing, that you don't, you run out of space, you're growing, but you can't hire additional staff. Right. <clears throat> you know, that's where offshore staffing can be very, very, very beneficial. Mm-hmm. Even though you increase your capacity, you'll not have to really, really worry about, you know, increasing your space or, you know, for overhead. One of the key benefits is around compliances and law. You know, off late uh, with the Me Too campaigns uh, and some of the laws around labor employment, you know, hiring the people is going to be more and more difficult in America. You're exposed to all kinds of lawsuits, all right. kinds of litigations. So this is making things difficult for businesses, even in genuine situations. There are a lot of paper formalities. So, you know, offshore staffing to an extent saves you or protects you from all those challenges around, you know, hiring the people. So this kind of uh, are added advantage, but very significant advantages around offshore staffing. Mm Right, and then, then I think some of the other reductions that are is is the whole idea of the the we'll talk a bit more about it is the the whole retention and recruitment of staff is simpler through the offshore approach because the when you're looking for a new position I got I need a new staff accountant so I have to go out and market through the various internet courses I get hundreds if not thousands of resumes I have to go through all those things I have to look at all those things and. And remote staffing opportunities for that type of uh, employment is so much easier because uh, well, it, take, we, it just takes less time to find somebody. Well, Mike, you know, we work with 500 plus accounting firms today. And we have done several of client service in order to kind of understand 
what kind of results we are producing to them through offshore staffing. And I mean, you, you told, I mean, you hit the nail there. Uh, uh, when it comes to local staffing on all the three fronts, whether it's recruitment, retention, and replacement, you know, offshore staffing has a big edge. Mm -hmm. Let us touch upon all of them, uh, you know, one by one. Sure. So let us take recruitment. Um, you know, our uh, we have been talking to our clients and what feedback that we have received. Uh, <clears throat> on an average, there is 50 to 80 hours of savings, you know, in recruiting per person when it mm -hmm. comes to offshore staffing or local staffing. So over and above the recruitment fees that you pay to agencies and staffing companies. Right. And you know you want to know how? I'm sorry, I, I, I'm having a bad throat today, but it's okay. you know when you yeah. Uh, so when you know uh, when it comes to local staffing, you have to go through hundreds of resumes. So no, the step one is first of all identify the job description, the job requirement. Sure, sure. Let us understand how. You know where the step one is basically. You first of all identify the job description, go and post on different kinds of job boards, maybe Indeed or LinkedIn that you are using. Source hundreds of resumes or thousands of resumes for them. I mean, they are good, good, good portal. But, you know, most of the accounting firms don't have their HR department or for that matter, don't even have a full-time HR. I mean, right. either the admin or office manager is doing this work. So... So, so that's that's the kind of uh, situation in small and mid-sized accounting firms that we see. And even after sourcing those resumes and you know identifying the agencies to work with them, you have to undergo tremendous amount of drilling with you know the whole dozens of interviews you spend. Right. A lot of them are so irrelevant according to the requirement. Right. And so mean, yeah, I the process. Talked, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the process of recruiting, yeah, just that whole process of, like you've just described, is so true, and the amount of time it takes away from our clients, away from our billable time, away from all those issues, it's a significant cost to an organization beyond simply um, uh, the time it takes to do that work. And so the the thing that also plays into the point is okay so now i've hired someone how am i going to retain these people and that's a very difficult challenge you want to be able to but, but create an environment go, where they retain mike yeah uh, before we before we go into retention sure. we're still forgetting you're, you're paying a heavy duty charge on your recruitment right yeah that's a significant cost I mean, to well, well they charge anywhere from eight percent to fifteen percent of the annual package i mean I, have, I was talking to my client in New York, and he told okay. me that he, I mean, he's planning to hire a temporary staff for a tax season, and they went to a company called Robert Half, and sure. they charge $65 per hour for a temp, you know, with about three to four years of experience. And I said, wow. that's, that's damn crazy. So when it comes to recruitment, even for temporary situations, the amount of thick costs that you're paying on recruitment. And on the contrary, when it comes to offshore staffing, you know, when you have partners like Integrity. See, we always tell our client that we do a very, very, I mean, first of all, we only work with accounting industry. So we have a complete understanding of, you know, all sizes of firms, what the requirement are, 
some of the firm needs a specialized person some of the firm needs uh -huh. a jack of all trades kind of a person so we right. go deep into the understanding of the requirement and at the end of the day they interview probably 5 to 8 candidates and that's right. all and they're and they're going to still have to be so if you went with Robert Half's person at $60 an hour, $65 an hour versus an integrity person, there's, it doesn't change the amount of up the uh, uh, orientation. The onboarding time is still the same, right? There's, there's, no, there's no advantage to, the, to one person over the other as far as saving me. They're going to be up and running the same amount of time, right? I mean, so yes, an integrity person is going to be, they're going to, they're, going to, they're going to come to you with the experience. They're going to come from integrity knowing the, software that you use, all those kind of criteria. So the startup time is going to be the same or maybe even less than you would going out to Robert Half because there's always that orientation on go onboarding time. So, so uh, I mean, when, when it comes to requirement, Mike, what happens is this. See, when you are specialized in an industry, you know, you know, you understand the needs very fast and very precisely. I mean, right. Right. Today, I know, for, for, for example, how many tax software are widely used in the industry, whether it is Ultratax or CCH, ProFX, or you talk about Lessert, or you talk about Drake, or you talk about ProSeries, you know? So we understand the requirement of the softwares. We understand the requirement of workflow management software, not just accounting of tax software. Right. So that, are, that is the level of precise understanding that we have, that we can capture, which generally recruitment agency even doesn't, of, you know, doesn't know about. So, right, yeah, sure. So actually, it's, yeah. actually, it's going to be faster as far as getting them up to speed with an offshore integrity staff person, right? It'll be, they'll be quicker absolutely, to, absolutely. quicker to productivity. That's it, you know, if I'm desperate, if I, if I need a, a tax person for the tax season, I want someone up and running as quick as possible. Absolutely. As a firm, absolutely. right? And so now that we've hired somebody and we're going along the line and we're kind of, we want to keep them both local or remote, what are some of the differences and contrasts there? And so something that you know I'm quite aware with when it comes to integrity is that the, 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 the one thing that's different, there's a difference in how people approach their jobs and work. So at integrity, I understand the contracts. So when someone joins on integrity as an, an accountant at whatever level, they sign an agreement on a contract. It's their expectations to work for at least three years to to demonstrate a commitment to integrity for at least three years through a contract, not just a verbal thing. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I understand integrity's average tenure now is at four years, right? So you have your average employee has been there for four years or more. Compared to compared to an industry average of about 1.5, 1.6 years, we right. are about, about four years. So, so, I so mean, that's significant. Yeah, typically in America, we have seen that there are no minimum commitment as far as contracts, I mean, as far as employment is concerned. Whereas, I mean, at our offices in India, you know, you, you already been there, right, Mike? So you know that there are four, I mean, there's three years of minimum commitment uh, sure. that a person who joins in the company. And, and that's at all, you know, that's at you all have levels, the, right? That's at all levels. That, that is at all levels, yes. Right, because obviously in, in CPA firms, um, Normally, you don't have a, a commitment of term until you're like in higher level management or partner level. So yeah. just a staff accountant coming in, you have them for a month, you have them for a year, you never know. You just don't do it that way in the States. And so this is a huge so advantage. You know, the best, 
What's that? It's again, it's, it's again a funny situation. You know, I, I know you have been uh, worked on several places, but uh, it's, it's, it's a situation you should, you should capture the expression of a boss or an owner or a partner when a long-time manager or somebody comes there and says, I want to quit. I want to get, here's my two weeks notice, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, here's my two weeks notice. So, oh. you know, yeah. So that, longevity is a big, big... And that's even different because your 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 culture, your staff, your your company uh, processes—they have to give you a three-month notice, right? Yes. Is that right? There is a notice of at least three months. Yes. So so there's so a apart lot. Apart from that, you know, transition time is, is much important. better. Again? So yes, transition. So three months gives you enough transition time, and we'll cover that aspect when we come to our third segment, which is replacement. But what, what I would like to highlight is what we focus on is longevity of the staff, which is so very important, especially in accounting industry, where you know it takes one year to just understand the process and the requirement and right. how the system operates and the nature of your clients. So it just takes a little time and then you know you're gone. So it doesn't it doesn't work like that. You need to have that longevity in a firm or in your work. And that's what we try to focus on. And not that these people are forcefully, not that these people are forcefully staying in the company. Of course, no, there are some great, yeah, some great policies, some great processes in place, mm -hmm. some amount of great, you know, great policies that we have implemented in the company, which kind of compels them to remain with integrity. And of course, integrity compared to, you know, companies in India is a sizable company, you know. So that also has some kind of, you know, retention uh, benefits rather than a smaller firm of 5, 7, 10, 15 people. Uh, we are a much larger organization. And which brings me to the third segment, Mike, which is replacement. Yeah. So we talked about recruitment. We talked about retention. The third and the most important thing is replacement. You know, however, uh, you know, difficult it may be. Somebody might leave, even with integrity. It happens. Uh, and you have, it happens. And you have to replace somebody. Mm -hmm. And suddenly this nightmare comes of going through the whole recruitment cycle again. So finding resumes, interviewing so many people, and then again going through that whole big whole process, drill. Right. Now we talked about already. Yeah. Yeah, that's a painful yeah. process. So one thing, you know, after that, the new incoming employee might require so heavy duty training or hands on understanding of right. what work needs to be done. And mm -hmm. the risk is what if that new gentleman is not good enough? Right, yeah. So not as much well known. So, so how is that being a part of a remote staffing? How is that different? What's the change? So, what, well, let, 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 me, let me give you some numbers here. Okay, so yeah. replacement, replacement is a universal reality. It's not that, I don't want to say that there are, there are no replacement on our side. Out of right. every 10 firms, one firm has to undergo replacement, to be realistic. Our attrition is about 6 to 8%. Okay. So replacement could be, so replacement is a reality. It's not that replacement is not a reality. But the good thing is, as you earlier mentioned, I mean, as you mentioned earlier, there is a three months of notice period that 
somebody has to serve. So there is a proper hands-on, you know, transition that happens. Right. So if somebody's, I mean, somebody's going away, and we guarantee replacement in two weeks. So there's okay. a proper three months of transition which somebody gets. And you know, the good thing is we don't charge for that three months to the client because, because we think that it is our responsibility as much as it is for the client to retain the person. So we don't take, take any charge for that three months during the transition. Oh, you mean you don't charge the client for their time for their hours? Is that what you're saying? Or you're not charging additional costs for retreat for finding a new person? What what cost is a person going to save during this time? Be more clear. Well, we don't charge. Uh, so let's let's I mean let's say there is a person already working for you and he needs to be replaced. So right. we will immediately put somebody else alongside him. Though both of them are working, you know, hand in hand, so that the person is passing the knowledge. I would Got not it. be okay. typically charging for the second person for next three months, you know, till the time this person remains in the firm. There is no additional cost to you. And so there's no, simple you know, there might be process. There might be two people working together. It's a training. So that training handoff process, no additional cost for that. Just a regular, whatever the regular month, weekly rate is, that's what it stays. Yeah, right? we don't charge anything. Uh, I understand now. That's, well, that, that's really great. So me as a, as a, a user, the, the person who's participating has hired a remote staff person. All the replacement responsibilities are integrity to bring me additional people. I pick that new person. I say, oh, yeah, I like, I like this guy. And then that person joins the existing employee that's worked with me for a year, and they transition together. And it's seamless to me. I just keep the process going. I keep sending the work. Absolutely. The work gets done. And then hopefully by the end of a month or two, the new, not hopefully, the, in, in the, a month or two, the, the new person's up to speed and away it goes. The other person leaves and then we're, as far as me, as the buyer, I'm happy. The process, yeah. work is getting done and that's the goal. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so we've talked about these three things and I think those are significant difference. There's a reduction in recruitment time. There's a greater, a uh, uh, better re retention reality within your organization compared to the average firm here. The, and when there is a replacement necessary, it's relatively simple. You take the responsibility. It makes it easy. I, all I do is pick the new person and everything. So that all sounds really good on top of the benefits we've already discussed. So what are some of the actual... Uh, well, yeah, go ahead. Do you have more to want to add? Yeah. No, I didn't want to... I mean, what I'm saying is people perceive offshore staffing as a cost-saving tool. It's, so obviously, when it comes to our client, I want to put out a number here that there okay. is, you know, 30 to 60 percent increase in profitability when it comes to offshore staffing or when they implemented offshore staffing, you know, over a long period of time in their firm. So that is definitely a big right. advantage, but it's not just that. It is much more than that. Let right, me yes, give you some numbers, Mike. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Go ahead. So, uh, uh, I mean, some of our clients on an average has 150 to 300 billable hours of workload reduction in owners, I mean, in owners or partners time and about 250 to 500 billable hours workload reduction at a staff level. And that's a significant productivity gain or significant capacity increase, which only helps you in acquiring more business, 
and growing. So it is definitely a big, big advantage on uh, increasing capacities. And when you increase the capacity, it definitely gives you a competitive edge, uh, you know, in order to grow. And, you know, sometimes people feel that offshore staffing is back-end stuff. It doesn't help you in growing. Well, offshore staffing, I mean, it is history across all our clients that they have been growing cons con I mean, consistently at a compounded annual rate of about, you know, 20 to 30%. And this seems like a small number. I mean, just to give you an example, if you consistently grow for five years for 25%, you'd be doing three times of what you're doing now, what you're doing now which is like, you know, if you're doing 500,000 in revenue, you'd be doing 1.5 million. And that's a big jump in revenue. So right. all in all, it's not just about saving money. It's about increasing your capacities, significant workload reduction, and definitely building a great competitive edge. Right, and that's and that's great. When you see those, those are some significantly large numbers and have great impact on a firm in a big way. Some of the underlying impacts, not just some of the numbers of profitability and growth and that sort of things. What about you know? You think about it. My reaction is, what about the people who were there at the beginning of this process? Those that were getting the benefits of the workload reduction, benefits increase retact of, of capacity. So my current level of employers, my current level of employees, I mean, my, my CPAs, my staff are going to have a better work-life balance because they're not going to be so stressed out. They're going to be able to focus more attention on their client relationships as opposed to just get the work done. So, so that's going to change. Yes, so it's, it's cost saving, it's, it's capacity, it's relationships, it's quality of life. All these things are impacted as we grow our offshore staff team, and that's kind of gets yes, back to the name. Absolutely. Kind of gets back to the name of our, our podcast here. You know, build a kick-ass offshore team. We're you know yeah, a great offshore team has such a huge impact on the operations of your firm and your 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 ability to grow. And so I, I really see that, and that's one of the things that when I give presentations about this, or if I'm at uh, uh, exhibits or, or events and conferences and we talk afterwards, the, one of the biggest things that I hear about is mostly, you know, I am so stressed out as a CPA because I have so much work to do. I need more help. Either I can't find it or I, I can't trust it. So is offer short staff? You should be reacting that, you, you should be reacting like this, you know, that's uh -huh. so much of, I mean, that's so much CPA like, I mean, I know, so I know. much CPA of you. <laughs> I can't help myself. <laughs> I'm a CPA. Yeah. I think this way. So, so yeah, so so I just see it as a huge, it, it just seems like a, I don't want to say a no-brainer, but it's a real good, if someone wants to do this, they need to contact you guys and talk about, contact us, I should say, and 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 take a step and start small and start working with it and and see the benefits and start to feel them. And I think they're going to want to increase that to where they have a team as opposed to just one part-time person. So it's okay, right? I mean, it's okay as, as, as we typically put... Well, Mike, as we typically put this, there is no downside, but a significant upside. Right. That's, Minimal that's risk. what we say all the time. Minimal risk. Okay, well, that kind of brings us to the end of our topics for today. Was there anything else you wanted to add before we yeah, wrap it enjoy. up? That's great. All right, well, no. thank you, Sean. Um, again, this is uh, Sean Parikh and Mike Goosen saying thank you for attending our BKOT web podcast, and we'll see you next time.